Norseman and a Swedish man walked into a bar and said, Ow. <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd go with a traditional walking into a bar joke. Um, you can expect one of those every podcast. Actually, we walked into a bar, myself, uh, Ronan V, and himself, Leif, and we decided to create a podcast. And that is this podcast, Tangential Diatribe. We take a, take a deep delve into fantasy literature, anything that piques our interest, current affairs, anything you can think of. Um, the only constant is that we often go off on tangents, and a lot of the time we don't know what we're talking about. I'm Ronan V, and with me as always is Leif Shore. Leif, how are you? I'm fine. I stubbed my toe, though, so who knows? Oh, is that in reference yeah. to... Your dad joke. Yeah. i thought i was thinking about it on the way over and then i went i just go with it just go with it but you know it's fine what's been happening not much yeah it's the merry season christmas lights kind of nice to have that in this year of covid year of covid which is almost over because the vaccine has been approved in the uk which means it's easier to be approved throughout Europe. Um, They're releasing the first vaccine, or the first people to get a jab will be on December December 7th. So five days away. Uh Or today, if I don't get this edited on time. Uh Which means it could be in Sweden within a couple of weeks. So we could have a vaccine before Christmas, which is what I said. And you laughed at me. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) you're feeling a bit foolish now, are we, Leif? No, not at all. Because... We're not top of the list. We won't get it for, uh, I don't know, early January maybe? Maybe some hospital workers or something. Will yes, but when we talked about it before, you were talking as though, oh, we won't get it for like a year, maybe two. That That's what you were saying. Right. You and my partner, I, I hasten to add, both belittled me when I said we'd have it for Christmas. We won't right? have it for Christmas. You won't no, be no, 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 no. You belittled the fact that I said for Christmas. Yeah. And then you both were like, oh, we won't get it for a year, maybe 2022. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> it's when everybody's vaccinated. No, no, my friend. Uh, we're going to have it in a couple of months. Okay. No. No. Uh, 60% immunization. That means a lot of people have to get uh, vaccinated. And that's not until summer. Not till summer? No. You say that, that's that's a bit of a climb down from your a year, maybe two years. That was a year ago I said that. No, it wasn't. It <laughs> okay. was about two weeks ago. <laughs> ah, come on. Yeah? All right, I'm, I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> it's good news. It's good news. It is, and it's nice. A little bit of Christmas cheer, and yeah. it's snowing today. Oh, horrible. I hate the snow. Do you? Yeah. Why? I live in the south of Sweden for a reason. I don't want to see snow at all. I leave my car on constantly so that I get Mediterranean temperatures as fast as possible. Is it because you got big ears and they get cold? Yeah, and nose too. Is it, it generally? Is it, uh, yeah, I don't. I, how do you not like the snow? It's beautiful. Yeah, if you're inside looking out, but every now yeah. and then you have to leave your house. But it's beautiful and white and clean and and, and muddy and wet yeah. and salty and I don't know. Do you think we'd like the snow as much if it was black? No. No. I see shit then. <laughs> like it would be too dark but um why is that snow is, is there cool. something wrong with being black what <laughs> i feel entrapment here no uh, and um snow is cool if it's like really cold and dry and it stays but down here it's just wet and then it's gone the next day and it just makes ice puddles and it's i don't know do you think snow is better being white than black? Is what you're saying? Yeah, that's exciting. Do you think white is better than black? 
Like snow matters. <laughs> nice, nice. I ask because um, Evan Winter, mm-hmm. right? His book, um, something I found out, he's a black man. Yeah. Didn't know. I could tell by the setting of his book. Right. We okay. About this. Did we talk about this? Yeah. When we reviewed the first book, we uh, uh, liked it. Like the fact that it was in a sounded like a northeast, uh, northern African region or something. Did like we that. talk about it? Yeah, I totally forgot about it because yeah. I was reading a couple of reviews and whatever, and there was a lot of racist talk about a second book. Like, where are all the white characters? What? And I was like, it's not even. I, I <laughs> genuinely, I was like, I, I didn't know the characters were black. Why? Why are of color? All the other books that are ninety nine percent white characters. <laughs> I, I couldn't wrap my head around it because, yeah, no. and then I went back and I looked at the cover of the first one and it has those sort of Zulu yeah, shields. Exactly. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I guess yeah, but it, it hadn't registered. Yeah. And maybe it's but because I I don't it. see color. Ah, maybe we, that's what it is. <laughs> but we did talk about it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. I I can't remember it, man. And we were trying to guess if it was like uh, Northern African or it was like. African Middle yeah, Eastern. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. There's a lot of comments about that, about yeah, the I lack of diversity, but reversed. That's bullshit, because in the new age of fantasy, that is what a lot of authors do. They find different settings, because all the old settings have been overused. Today. So you need to uh, branch out, because there's yeah, okay. a whole planet, right? And you can write exceptional fantasy from all other regions, too. Yeah, it's just remarkable. Like, I, I just, I, I can't remember an instance where he describes the color of people. No, he doesn't focus on it. But yeah. you can tell by the, um, uh, if you judge it by how the world looks in real life, right? Yeah, sure, sure. So. I, I get it now once um, I thought about it, but yeah. it, I just, I found it remarkable. There was a woman who posted on our favorite uh, website, Goodreads. Yeah. We can't get rid of Goodreads. Do you know what a thing annoys me about Goodreads? Mm -hmm. Is there suggestions for what I should read next? It's always young adult and it's always love fantasies. It's just horrendous. (laughs) It's it's so apparent that this is paid publicity. There's no algorithm based on what I've read and what's on my shelf as to what I should read next. Mm. It's what they're trying to push. Or, um, so, there's some... Like those romance books, mm. some of those have like 50,000 reviews versus some of our favorite books have like 5,000 reviews. Yeah. So I'm assuming they get pushed because they have so many reviews. I, I'd say there's money involved because yeah. Goodreads is so big. There must be money involved from publishers it's saying, by push this, push Goodreads cabal. Yeah. It's the a, lizard people. Exactly. Outrageous. <laughs> Good website. I think I might mention this for fantasticfiction.co.uk. doesn't matter. I cannot change i know i i can't i I tried (laughs) unless they uh, give me an import button yeah jesus fantastic fiction do that and i'm all aboard yeah um anyway oh did i say about the thing or did i go it's going to rant oh there was a woman uh she posted a review of um uh evan winter's new book um what's it called 
Fire of Vengeance. Fire of Vengeance. Fire because of dragons, obviously. Vengeance because, I don't know. He's an angry man. He is an angry man. He's a very angry man. Yeah. Kind of less so in the new book. Yeah. Anyway, this woman, she posted a review, which was, I'm giving this five stars because of all the people who have given it one star because there's no white people in it. I was like, all right. Uh, Did you read the book? That's not a review. (laughs) I understand what you're doing there, you know. But did you read the book? Also, were there many one stars? No, no. no, I I, I, I didn't see any. It's it's one of those, you know, uh, moral warriors, you know. Uh, I did. I read one review, which was quite long. And at the end of it, Mm. the person was like, and thanks to all my Patreon subscribers mm-hmm. you can get patreon for writing book reviews and probably a youtube reviewer i don't think so like mm-hmm. it was just that I, d- I don't know but you can get patreon for anything yeah so <laughs> let's start a patreon uh we have started the patreon oh, uh, <laughs> patreon at tangential diatribe and just up the top mm. if i can a shout out to the void um if anybody listening to this has got this far in um could just shoot us an email yeah you know just so we're not doesn't feel like we're just speaking to nobody there's nobody on the internet there's no angry voices (laughs) (laughs) yeah no also come with good ideas because uh if you have a book you want us to Mm. read anything we'll do it let's go where can they find us they can find us at tangential diatribe at gmail.com tangential spelt without an i okay also which is a legitimate way of spelling it uh, it is, actually, but go on. You can also always torture Ronan with a horrible book, and I won't read it, but he will. Why? What? That's how you function. You cannot put a book down, and I will bail as soon as I can. Yeah, talking <laughs> of bailing, uh, for this uh, podcast, we were going to read The Evan Winter, Fars of Vengeance. I have, mm-hmm. you know, because I said I'd read it. I read it. Leif, I presume you finished it. Uh, finished first 20%. Brilliant, brilliant. And then I read three other books. That's fine, mate, because um, <laughs> any of those books, fantasy? No. Brilliant. It's a sci-fi book brilliant. there, if you want to ask. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> anyway, Evan Winter, Far of Vengeance. Um, broad strokes, what did you think? So far, I'm not into it. Um, Jeez, that's, that's, it, a, that's a bit okay. harsh, isn't it? The first book was driven by his rage, right? Yep. This book... Well, that's because it was called Rage of Dragons. It'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> this book, not so much. I don't care about the courtroom drama because I don't find it very plausible. It's not, it doesn't sound real in my head. I mm. don't know why. Like, their comments back and forth is weird. I remember something I said at the beginning or on the last time we reviewed Rage of Dragons, which was I found it very... Incong- How do you say that word? Incongruous. Incongruous? Yeah, you yeah. know the word yeah. that I can't say. But I it took me out of it. Him and the Queen. Yeah. Their dialogue their is not connection. Normal. Yeah, it just didn't I was like, no, he wouldn't have gone there. Yeah, and now he talks about He has too more. much rage. Yeah. But now on spoiler alert, he has a little boner for the Queen. That's hundred percent. You can see that coming. Yeah. That's another thing. This so far this book is like there's nothing surprising. I almost know what's going to happen before it's happening because he basically tells you, I'm going here and then I'm doing this. And I'm going here and then doing this. You're 20% in, right? Yeah. Have you got to the other queen yet? No. Right. Okay. Okay. I think. Well, they're fighting in court. But 
you haven't like um, listened to anything from the other queen. No. Right. Okay. Okay. That that I think was the best bit of this book. Okay. Was it almost uh, did a one eighty on who the protagonist and the antagonist is? Okay, that's interesting. That, yeah, that, that kind of you could all you could see you know the main bad guy from the yeah. previous one. I liked him. Yeah, right. But he he was he was a bad guy. He's yeah. the bad guy. But then it kind of turns it. Yeah. And you see where that's he's funny. coming from, and the other queen, yeah. the sister. Yeah. Uh, where she's coming from and there's a little bit of sympathy there mm. there's no right there's no wrong it's just a bit it's a bit more murky it's nice it's nicely done also I'm not a fan of the uh, system of governance and uh, dragon priestess that whole thing either I'm, I don't like it that much that's that's why I'm hard, having a hard time with it that's a shame I, I don't like the second book as much as the first book no same no but that's we've talked about this before Sometimes the first book is the best thing they'll ever write. Yeah. Also, I like coming-of-age stories. Then the first book is always the best book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. But it has some good things. Like It's treatment of... Um, I will finish it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's treatment of uh, PTSD. Yeah. Like, you know, because there's the demon realm. Yeah. So when they go in there, have you got to him bringing other people in? Jesus Christ, this is going to be hard to talk about. <laughs> uh, but you, You're you not ha- supposed to spoil the book, anyway. Ah, it's very hard, man. <laughs> but, you know, in the first book, yeah. uh, people who had gone in there say, you know, they got caught because they mm-hmm. did the Genius competition. Yeah. And if they were held in too long, yeah. they could come out. And I can't remember what they call it, but they had that thing where they were out, but they didn't think they were out. Yeah. And uh, your man, uh, who's the main protagonist, is Tao. Yeah. He gets it sometimes because he's starting to see demons okay. in the real world. Ah, okay. Mm. And it's like it's carried through. It, it gets a bit more play on this. Mm. But I, I like that. Mm. I like that. Like people are so, they're torn apart and they're killed. Yeah. And it affects them in the real world, even though it's a sort of dream. Yeah. That's nice. The pacing is good, generally. Yeah. He's battle, battle, constant something happening. Mm. Right? That's why they're easy to read. Yeah. That's why they flow so well. But, um, I don't know, man. They have dragons, but don't use them enough. But still, kind of, if they have to, but only if they have to. And But that's know. explained in the first book. Yeah, but... I, the I cull. I don't agree with it. That's the thing. I think it's weird. It doesn't connect correctly. You're only 20% in. Maybe we'll have a, a, a brief chat next yeah, time when you're finished. Yeah. But they can't use the dragons. Because okay. the more they use the dragons, the more it attracts the cull. Yeah. That was explained in the first book. Yeah. But it's... Dragons do get more play later on. Okay. So, you know... Uh, I, me having to stick up for this book... Because <laughs> we talked about so, this last week. Yeah. I The second book isn't as good as the first. No. And it felt a little bit short. Okay. For me, uh, the way it ends is a good cliffhanger. But I was like, oh, I'm done. Will it wrap it up well in the last book? Uh, it's a four book series, four book series. Okay. yeah it's a four book series yeah. it, it's interesting to see where it go and there's yeah. nice twists you know with the tribesmen the yeah. scar tribesmen um, they get a lot more play yeah. some nice twists with that it felt a bit short to me that's book four then uh, three and then four in the yeah yeah uh, but it's not as good as the first but at the same time the first was one of the best books that come out in like 10 years yeah so in, in fantasy so it, not being as good as that is 
Right. Let that. me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What's what's a better book? Um, about the last 10 years? No, no, I'm just like, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Yeah. Uh, what's a better book? Uh, the um, Lies of Loch Lamora. Yeah, better. Than the, than the first one, yeah. Rage, of, Rage of Dragons. Yeah. Uh, Name of the Wind, better. Yeah. But no, no, but Scott Lynch, uh, Lies of Loch Lamora. Yeah. Um, say, let's go with. Uh, Brent Weeks, Night Angel. I think Rage of Dragons might be better. Interesting. I think Night Angel is probably better as a trilogy. Like the whole Yeah, okay, okay. Single book. Yeah. Okay, what about Anthony Ryan and the Tower Lord? I did not. No, I think this is way better. Rage of Dragons. Even the schooling bit, that. Yeah, I... But I might... Retract my night winter. No, uh, no, I'm now getting confused. Okay, also, I haven't read the Brentwick book in a while. I'm thinking about rereading it actually. What about um, the first law, Joe Abercrombie? That's definitely better. Right, I name these books because, of course, none of these books made it under the time top one hundred, <laughs> whereas Evan Winter's Rage of Dragons did. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yes. Rage of Dragons, for my money. Is it's one of the best books I've read in a long time in fantasy. Yeah, a long About time. Eight, ten years. Yeah, ago. probably. Since that magical period where all those other books we just yeah. named uh, came out, quite similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's a better book, Remedy Feist, Magician, mm-hmm. or Rage of Dragons? Rage of Dragons. Holy magician? shit, that's bullshit. No, man. no, no. Magician is <laughs> so no, 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 no. Listen to this. No. Magician, uh, yes, I reread Magician recently. Right. Uh, magician is a really good book. Yeah. But you can tell it's uh, it's the first book. Yeah. It, you have to have way more books before that series becomes awesome, awesome, awesome. And as a single book versus a single book, yeah, this is better. That's outrageous, man. You said a lot of ridiculous things on this podcast. <laughs> a lot of ridiculous things. I could recap a couple, but I don't have time. That's outrageous. Mm. On the topic, I like the Lord of the Rings third book. The first half or all of it? All of it. <laughs> the Battle for the Shire? You enjoyed that, did you? I like the whole ending. Are you just saying read- this to wind me up now? Yes. All right, okay. Also, well. but I still did. I remember reading... All those uh, 1,200 pages yeah. or something in like two days, three days, right. two, two and a half days. And doing it in that pace, I was, I was so happy with the ending. And it's like yeah. a big battle, blah, 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 done. It's yeah. nice. So I did not hate it as much as you do. I don't Maybe hate, you're wrong. I don't hate it. I just don't think it's, it's nowhere near as good as the other ones. Uh-huh. And it's not that great. Well. Hobbit, yeah. Fellowship of the Ring. I, I can't argue against them. It's the second half. Yeah. It's where the book the book's finished yeah. and then they go back to the shower and, and they have like a little battle. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what it's like? It's like um, the three films. Yeah. And then you get that fucking hokey bit where Frodo's in the bed and then everybody runs in and the light's blazing and it's like, this is ridiculous. But you, you previously said that you like the... Uh, uh, afterwards, you like the happy ending things. I, I like an epilogue. Yeah, yeah, but that it has to be good. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, know. I I hate. It. Okay, here's a question: mm-hmm. Rage of Dragons, yeah, or Legend? 
Hmm. It's a hard one. Consider it. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't know because I read Rage of Dragons yeah. two years ago right. and Legend 12 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So I don't remember. Right. Let me ask you this. Do you think Evan Winter mm-hmm. would consider Rage of Dragons as one of the 100 best fantasy books of all time? Mm, no. 100 books... I don't know. Maybe. If I made a hundred list, it probably would be on like number 80 something. Mm. Maybe. Interesting. If I only have to be able to nominate one book per series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting conceit. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Anyway. Oh, uh, talking about that hundred list. I looked up the book I mentioned last time, Blood and the Mist. Mm. Uh, 1923 was written. Okay. So it's pretty early fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, that list still annoys me when I think about <laughs> it. I try not to. Anyway, anyway, what else have you been reading? Uh, Sorry, any last thoughts on Evan Winter, this book that you only read 20% of, even though you said <laughs> you'd finish it by now? The reason I didn't was because I uh, wanted it as an audiobook, but it's mm. not out yet. All right. And uh, so I've not been feeling reading on my Kindle. Okay, that's so, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Now, I, I finished up this uh, Mercedes Killer kind of oh, okay. Bill Hodges trilogy. How was that? The second book was really good. First mm. book was really good. Second book was really good. Third book, I did not like. But that's only because... Um, uh, can I spoil them? Ish? Knock yourself out. I'm not <laughs> invested. I'm not going to read it. Yeah, I, so in Finders Keepers number two and End of Watch number three, uh, it continues uh, the story. So with the main cop that's following on Bill Hodges, Brandon Gleason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Uh, and um, uh, so in the first book, the main bad guy basically becomes comatose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the second book is that and other characters is awesome well done and they're all interesting uh, in the third book he gets some kind of weird superpower which I don't like because it doesn't connect with my sense of reality so it's just a personal preference he gets a superpower kind of is this like a Stephen King yes. bullshit god sort of kind of yeah like he he uh, manipulates a defunct game machine to hypnotize people and then make them kill themselves. I don't know. It's, it's, I hate it. <laughs> you, you probably can't see my, hear my dead stare that I was giving life there. <laughs> so out of Stephen King's weird superpowers, that's probably one of my least favorites. Yeah. That, that, that whole idea, yes, that sentence ruined the third book for me. rest of the story is fine. But yeah. The way that that plays out, I'm like, yeah, no, not for me. So, um, but overall, would I recommend the whole series as for people anyway? Yeah, sure. Like the Mercedes skill was really good. The th- second book was really good. And uh, if you read book one and two, you still want to finish the third, right? Yeah, sure, so, sure. And it doesn't, it's not bad. It's just different. And I didn't like the technological parts of it. Okay, okay. okay. Was it similar? Because you said when you were listening to the audiobook before, um, it was kind of disturbing. That was only in the Overly first graphic. Book. I, it's kind of yeah and, and because it's, that's the main protagonist and he's in a coma in the second part oh, okay in the third part he wakes up but then he's just uh in for revenge so oh, okay okay it's not, it's less not, masturbation 
Less masturbation and fantasizing about your mom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. For 20 minutes and you can't forward because you're driving to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to stop, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. I, I, um, I definitely recommend them. I, I, I gave the... I think I got four stars for both the first books and three for It's meaningless, buddy. Yeah, well, stars are meaningless. You're a star. Oh, <laughs> oh it's not so meaningless now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. You flipped it. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, it's just a single star. Oh. And then I uh, read a sci-fi book because this is a sci-fi book podcast. It's a fantasy, but it just seemed whatever. Yeah, a little bit sci-fi. <laughs> fantasy, just whatever Leif has decided to read. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's called Velocity Weapon by Megan, Me- Megan O'Keefe. Megan O'Keefe. Okay, yeah. You like her? You heard of her? I've heard of her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is a... Uh, or I just know Megan O'Keefe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's exactly. very Irish. Yeah. Meg Han? And it's about two <laughs> uh, siblings, Sandra right. and Biran. Biran? Yeah. One is politician and one is a pilot. And the pilot finds herself on an enemy AI ship's 230 years in the future. Just a question. You listen to this as an audiobook? Yeah. Okay. Why are you struggling with the names? You obviously heard them. Because I am handicapped when it comes to names. Yeah, but you, you heard how they it were said. Matter. Like, if I didn't see you weekly, mm. I'd forget your name in a week. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, no, almost. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm really, really bad with names. I, it's so much so that I don't generally use names at all when yeah, I okay. speak to people. I, Same. Yeah, and it's uh, mm. probably makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, but um, uh, the book. So the pilot wakes up on an AI-driven ship. She's all alone. It's, uh, a ship on the sea. In space. In space. It's a sci-fi book. Get out. Yeah, I know. In space. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, and she's told that both the main planets, her home planet, and mm. their warring uh, other party. The right. Enemy, both their home planets have been destroyed. She's Shit. stuck in nowhere. And she's trying to figure out what happened and who this freaking AI is. Oh, no. Very interesting. Who is the AI? Yeah, I won't spoil it. It's a really good book. And it has multiple twists and turns. Right. Almost akin to a mindfuck movie or a good TV show. Right. So it's, so it's not... A book generally has like one twist or something. Like, mm. Yeah, this is like five. And I only maybe saw one coming. So it's, it, it's very interesting, easy to read, and um, the twists make it, make it worth it. Megan O'Keefe, and what was the name of it? Velocity Weapon. Velocity Weapon. Yep. Velocity Weapon. Would you read it? I, I think I might. Right. Yeah, Velocity Weapon. Yeah. I like the idea there's so many twists and turns. Yes. That yeah. drives the book. because Just one twist? I couldn't care less, Leif. Couldn't care less. <laughs> Come on. One twist and a turn? <laughs> Um, nah, no. you're, you're fine. I'm good. Yeah. Three, like a twist, a turn, and then another twist. I, nah, get lost. I, I, why do I care? A twist, a turn, a twist, and then a turn. So you got four of those? Nah, couldn't care less. A twist, a turn, a twist, a turn, and then a twist? There you go. Five? That's the magic recipe. Jesus, you sold me, mate. You sold me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm banging for this. So, space um, drama has a tendency to be drawn out. Yeah. You just follow the plot and it plays out, right? Sure. Uh... Twists make them more fun. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's I'm going to read the book, and if there aren't five twists and turns, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. There's only four, I'm going to be very upset. Also, you hated every sci-fi book I recommended for you, so... I haven't hated them. Uh, Bobbyverse, I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. It was readable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do, you know, do, do, do you know what I'm going to do for next one? Yeah. I'm going to read a sci-fi book that I know I like, Yeah. that I've read before, uh-huh. and then I'm going to speak about it, yeah. and then you're going to read it after me. All right. Right. If it's a good one. Or what you'll do is you'll say you'll read it, read, read about twenty percent, yeah. then read something else. <laughs> so yeah, just to spite me. That's how I failed college. So yeah, it's, it's a common theme in my oh, life. <laughs> Would you recommend the Megan O'Keefe book to me? You're not into sci-fi so much. What are you talking about? I read sci-fi yeah, if I, I have to. Racist against sci-fi. Racist. Yeah. Since when is sci-fi a race? I don't know. You technophobe maybe. Technophobe? Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, troglodyte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, troglodyte, mate. Yeah. I, that's that's when things started to go wrong for the human civilization when we came out of caves. Yes, because some, caves are so cozy in this Christmas time. Mate, some caves, you know. Salt caves. Anyway. Salt caves, yeah. yeah. Have you been to the Polish ones? No. Have I? Yes. No. You? No, no I want to go though. All right, cool. Yeah. My A friend of mine had a bachelor party in one. Oh. Because he lives down in that region in Poland. Did he lick everything? I don't know, it's not that type of salt. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's the salt mines are generally the sort of salt that you spray on roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a massive one in Belfast. Okay. Like one of the biggest in Western Europe. Right. I made up that second part, but it's pretty big. Like, <laughs> and you wouldn't expect it in Belfast. Or it's, well, it's actually in uh, Larne. Which is a and bit up from Belfast, but yeah, it's yeah. yeah. That's why I say Belfast because people might know Belfast. Oh, they would know the Larne. Salt Desert, I think, mm. in Tunisia. Oh, okay, cool. Salt Flats. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really different. It's nice. Uh, Lots of salt, I imagine. Yeah, and it's kind of pretty looking, even though it's okay. dead, kind of. Not a lot of potable water. No, but the salt makes pretty colors every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Salt. Eh? They used to barter for salt. Used to be a form of currency. Salt. Yeah, because mm. you had use for it. Oh, it didn't have refrigerators. Mm. So, Salt lick is something that uh, horses like. Yep. And cattle, they like that. Get, some, get a, some minerals. Yeah, they need a stone to lick. Mm. Mm. What's Himalayan salt? Because like, it's that pink Contagion, one, isn't it? Like salt with contagion. But it doesn't come from the Himalayas, does it? Come from mountains. Right. Because it, I think the red color comes from iron or something. Like right, but surely if it's called Himalayan salt, it has to come from the Himalayas. I think so. Surely. Like around there at least, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Where does most of our salt come from? It's like sea, isn't it? Uh, oh, well, sea salt, I guess. Yeah. It comes from the sea. Yeah. Just so, regular table salt is usually that, is it? So, for instance, that in Tunisia, they basically uh, break it up, filter it, and uh, sell it. So. Okay. As Himalayan salt. Yeah, probably. <laughs> salt is a bit of a scam. It's not much taste difference. Oh, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah. That That's a ridiculous thing you just said there. No, okay. So, the, it's a kind of easy uh, chemical bond. Mm. The flavor comes from dirt, right? The, you have the basic salt flavor, and then everything what? extra out of that is not much difference. What do you mean? Like, if you have... It's a flavor enhancer. Yeah, like, I know, I know. It lets you appreciate yeah, other flavors. The difference between Himalayan salt and regular salt and... Uh, um, Minerals. Yeah. Not dirt. Yeah, I know, yeah, well... 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a handful of salt, and then we just put in some dirt. And that's Himalayan salt. Volcanic ash salt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's dirt. <laughs> it, dirt implies mud. Kind of mud. All right. Okay. Burnt mud. <laughs> so I, I've, I'm about two thirds of the way through Rhythm of War, the new Brandon Sanderson. Why would you read that? I, I love Brandon Sanderson, as everybody seems to. Um, not so much this book. No. I don't know what's happened. Sanderson, it's not that good. It, he is. He is. <laughs> um, it's like a scientific journal. Ah, that, that's an uh, annoying... Uh, uh, the Mystery series. Yeah. Which I, I really like. He there's a lot of like he, he really builds magic systems really well and worlds really well and you can tell he goes in depth. Yeah. But the good thing they do with that is at the end he mm. has an afterward or an index mm. where he lists all the metals and the different properties and whatever and that's the science. So he doesn't have to go into great depth in yeah. the book. It's there and occasionally it's described. In this book, holy shit, it's chapter after chapter about how the magic works. That's boring. It, do you know, he's such a good writer yeah. that I read it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm reading this. This is good. Um, but my God, it's too much. It's too much, man. I keep falling asleep while I'm reading it. And you're a massive Sanderson fan. Massive Sanderson fan. And when he gets into the action and like things are happening, it's really good. But then as soon as you're like, oh, this is exciting what's happened to this. Oh, narrative switch. Yeah. Now we're back to somebody talking about... Fabrials and uh, light spren and how they interact and how we get this uh, attunement together and alignment and it's like fine good. I told you how I, how I started that book. I tried reading yeah. one of them and the first magic battle. I'm like everybody has superpowers. This is no fun. No, no, I, 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 a little bit, but I disagree. I disagree because they're all kind of equal. Yeah, but. Still, uh, and not everybody has it. No, no, but it so it plays into it. It's heavy, fan, uh, heavy magic. I personally don't like it as much. Sure. And um, the people with magic basically has superpowers. It could be supermembers, Batman, and I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I don't wholly disagree, but I I think you're. Take, yeah, you're taking it a bit too far because magic's a big deal in this, but it still goes down to the person. Um, it's just every book before this in this series mm. has been very good, like bit of, like a fair bit of action, but also like there's political machinations. There is world building. There is a bit of science or whatever. Mm. This one is too heavy on the science. It's building up something for the semi-end. So it's like five and five books, right? So yeah. this is the book before the first half ends. No, this is like, um, this is the fourth book. Yeah. This is the penultimate book. No, fifth book is the end of the, so it's five books and then five books. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Shit, I don't know. Okay. Hey, Daniel Green said it, so it's okay. true. Um, <laughs> these are very long books. All right. Yeah. And this is a very long book where I'd say more than two thirds of it is explaining how the magic works and characters in it trying to work out how the magic works and how to to, more than two thirds genuinely. And then you get really good bits of snippets of action and things happening and the story's progressing and you're like, Oh, good, good. Oh, narrative change. We're in a different character and we're back to a woman trying to work out how 
different magics interact and you're going to spend a chapter telling me about this in intricate detail which again he's a great writer mm. um and uh, an author we both like elizabeth moon yep. does it where she almost over describes and takes a long time to get where she's going but she's a beautiful writer it just flows as well. yeah it's yeah. and this does as well to a certain extent yeah. i keep falling asleep right. i i'm reading it and i'm enjoying it but i keep falling asleep because you know it's just your brain can only take so much so you you at that age of your life where you only want the action parts? You're no. Like, you're like <laughs> no diehard version of yeah. fantasy. <laughs> Jim Butcher's second yeah. book. No, no, like not at all. It's just this is so heavy yeah, on it. It can be too much. And I, I you know, you follow most of it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's well written and well described. But there comes a point where you're just like brain fatigue, where yeah. you're just, I don't care. Just I, yeah, it works. But you could literally just tell me it works. Yeah. This is a brief on how it works and how I got there, you know, or show me a bit of the process, just yeah. little snippets. I don't need a woman in a room or a man in a room trying to work out this magic system for two chapters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. you know. Let's skip ahead then. I missed some crucial points. Right, you will do, <laughs> but it's it's too much. Yeah. Uh, and there's also, he deals with very well, there's uh, PTSD, um, soldiers who've just seen too much death. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But also, it, it's too much. Right. You, you want your heroes to be heroes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's the, isn't it the science of the times or something? Mm. We're very aware of everybody. Yeah. Everybody's ideas and feelings and mental health. Yeah. What happened to... How did the Roman legions handle PSTD? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, well, they had similar sort of things. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but was it as in focus as it is now? And, and probably this is better sure. time to live. Hundred yeah. percent sure. But mm. um, uh, yeah, it's it, a, it's, weird. it's a different thing. Uh, they started noticing it. Um, like First World War, Second World War yeah. was when it really came into vogue. Where by before that it was um, us and them, like different tribes, yeah, yeah. killing an, a person of a different tribe. The moral thing yeah, wasn't like, as uh, big, yeah. but in the Second World War, it's very much from then on. They think it was killing another person, a human being, and and you see more of it. That's why the Rwandan genocide, um, the uh, preacher was preaching that they are rats. Yeah, the neighbor is rat. That's yeah. not a human and. Uh, yes. Yeah. You need that disassociation. Yeah. There's a really good book. It's called um, I think it's called The Forgotten Youth of Hitler or something, or Hitler's Secret Youth or something like that. I can't remember. Hitler Jugend, maybe. Sorry. Hitler Jugend. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it, it's about um, this whole uh, generation of Germans yeah. who grew up to be very quiet right. and couldn't talk about their childhood. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's because they grew up during the war and they witnessed things or they did things. Yeah. And so they just became silent. Yeah. Where, whereby people could talk to them and the normal day, they're mm. fine. But if you ever try to talk to them about the past, whatever, mm. just nothing. Yeah. Also, I think it's a, um, now you can be a soldier for, let's say, 10, mm. 15 years and then go back to society and live for 40, 50 years. Mm. Whereas maybe in the Roman legions, you will go soldier, 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 a couple of years and then die. That's right? a weird thing because uh, war now, it's never been so impersonal. 
Like, you can kill people a mile away. Yeah. But, but it affects people more. Whereas back then, you know, it's sword, it's up close, you're killing people. Yeah. And it didn't affect people as much. The uh, PSTD rate of the drone pilots is higher than the soldiers. Yeah, the, it's a weird thing. Yeah, percentage rise. Is uh, that right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They don't feel like they're in combat, but they're still killing people. Yeah, okay, okay. So, God, you can k- kind of see the logic behind that. Yeah. It's like I'm doing this thing, but I'm not doing this thing. It becomes a video game, but you're still yeah. Uh, real. I guess if you're killing some, like shanking somebody with a knife, it's personal. I've done this. And they follow the person. They see the person go to the toilet and then yeah, go okay, and, okay, uh, yeah. buy groceries and then yeah, go back. Sure. And then the day after they bomb it. Yeah. So the stuff, and they, they see their life patterns. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Whereas That's in the soldier on the field, it's like, okay, I'm going to get that guy. He's running against me. It's me and him. Yeah. But there's also the case of um, soldiers. They, they said that, show this in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Soldiers, by and large, would shoot to miss. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge percentage. Of yeah. It's uh, crazy. What would you do? When it comes to what? Like, if you're in Vietnam, would you shoot kill or shoot over the head? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. It's kind yeah. of hard to picture. Mm. Um, I think any human being can become anything mm. in uh, weird circumstances. Um, Not a fish. Mentally, you can become a fish if you really want to. Yeah, you can. <laughs> breathe underwater. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't get gills. Bash your head against the wall a couple of times and see how much yeah, fish you fish. become. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know. I, I um, can't hard to picture. I, I would like to say that I would become a soldier that would follow orders I have no idea mm. my only time uh, hunting I missed on purpose okay uh, because okay. the elk was looking to have a beautiful morning and mildew and yeah. uh, sun rising and stuff I don't want to ruin his breakfast okay. or her breakfast I don't know when I, when I was younger I used to shoot rabbits for sport or for yeah, just sport. Uh, like, uh, did you eat them? Like, I lived in I lived in the country, and yeah. they're seen as vermin. Yeah. Uh, so we'd go shooting rabbits, me and a couple of mates. Um, until uh, have you ever heard a rabbit scream? Yes. Yeah. After that, nope. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> Jesus, no. <laughs> yeah. God, there's that thing with the plants. Um, you know, did we talk about this last week? Or did we just chat about this? I think we just chat about it. All right, the plant thing, which is plants actually evolved mm. to not have feelings, they think. Maybe, yeah. Because otherwise they just couldn't contend with that kind of trauma because they're eating so much. <laughs> so it's kind of de-evolution yeah. or regression. I, I kind of like that um, we're starting to realize that most things have way more of a awareness than mm. we presumed before. Yeah. Um, which is which if you actually look at anything and you, uh, like even trees oh it's fire on this side I'm gonna move this way even yeah it takes a while but yeah and uh, even spiders can have personality we ascribe some things to it but there's differences if you have three different spiders and they behave differently and one is neat and one is messy then you're like wondering why <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. What's, what, what, yeah. How, what are you thinking to make you clean up your mess yeah and have, uh, one's just a massive dick and flips yeah, you exactly. off all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's uh uh so there's spiders have personality yeah so i read a thread about um a person who had a bigger like bird 
spider or something. Right. And uh, the spider had one place where uh, she ate, one place where she went to the toilet. She had always a piece of meat saved uh, uh, in her house. Yeah. Ready and very neat and tidy. And um, uh, wanted to escape, knew always how to escape and what way. And uh, if you made a mess, it would clean up the mess right away. Can not have it like that? So it, it was like, a <laughs> it's weird. Like, but that, that sounds like, but that, that yeah, but all sounds like just spider, survival things. Yeah, but if you have another spider that doesn't behave like that from the same species, then it's like, so you're the sloppy spider and this is the Yeah, but it sounds spider. like the sloppy spider is not going to survive to mate. And surely the spider Maybe. species should have got to the point now where they're all clean up. They all have escape routes. So that's a Mensa spider and the other one is like the slob spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a stupid cousin. The nuclear physicist mate. spider over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, did you read about the assassination in, in Iran? Do you know what? I read the headline yeah. and that was it. It is so insane. Right. So over the last couple of years, yeah. the random accidents have been happening in a grand scale okay on uh, people trying to build the atom program in iran uh, and it's been like the insane things like uh, uh one got blown up in his car uh by a, a agent driving on a motorcycle putting a magnetic bomb on a car and driving away and then detonating the bomb that's james bond level shit yeah Go this on. this latest one uh, was a uh, high-caliber automatic rifle uh, machine gun right? shooting through the uh, bulletproof car because it's <laughs> <laughs> and then a kill box with agents shooting from the side when, if they leave the car. This is in Iran? In Iran. Who's doing this? Mossad. Mossad. Yeah, 99%. people. It's <laughs> uh, insane. You know... Uh, Gael Gadot was in Mossad. Yeah, but but it's um, it's so uh, Breaking Bad, the ending of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I never really watched it. Oh, okay, but it's like a couple of other movies too. Where it's like it's from the movies, and they do it for real. It's yeah. insane in That's other countries. Like it's not. Yeah, brilliant. Sorry, I thought you were talking yeah. about there was Sorry. the Australian person who was killed in Iran. No, what? Who was that? I don't know. I only read the headline and didn't read the story. Why? I don't know. I was reading something else. I think. <laughs> what was I reading about? Oh yeah, the rate of um, they've upped the rate of executions in Egypt. Yeah, well, because they're lunatics. The the uh, the worst part is that um, uh, Trump was also part of the increased killing of nuclear scientists uh, because he wanted to put hard pressure on the. Iranian when you government. say part of, like, was he part of that kill squad? No, he uh, authorized... Trump was C on the machine gun. Yeah, he authorized <laughs> the CIA things. So yeah, yeah, okay. It's okay. been going on, and after he did it, the killings increased. Okay. Um, and then over the last know, four or five years, it's like one every two months or something. Jeez, who'd be a nuclear physicist in a Yeah, but it's insane that the, the, the amount of people that have been hit by these weird things, and, and it's, so many of them are like, oh, there's a weird uh, accident... And yeah, two okay. days later, oh, uh, yeah, it might have been a bomb. <laughs> this whole wall is not here anymore. <laughs> Who'd be a nuclear physicist in Iran? Not yeah. me. Not me. Pay's probably not great either. I'm pretty sure they do it out of other reasons too. Yeah, just shits and giggles. Patriotism? Boredom? 
Like if if they actually finish, like they will end up in the same place as uh, other countries. Okay, we got a nuke. Now you can't kill us, like North Korea. Yeah, it's a mm. it's a legitimate strategy shown by North Korea to be semi-effective, right? Yeah, well, I, I always presume the only reason North Korea exists is because China exists. Mm, nah. Yeah, but historically, that's the reason. Yeah, okay. North so, Korea wouldn't be a thing yeah. if China wasn't a thing. Yes, but... And China wants that buffer. Yeah, but at the same time... They have North nuclear Korea, bomb now. Yeah, North yeah. Korea doesn't always do what China does. It's mad that there hasn't been, you know, apart from the US... You know, more bombs detonated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they saw what happened and then said, ah, let's, let's try to avoid that. <laughs> 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 That's probably not a good idea. I know, but you look at some government, like North Korea, mm. I guess, um, Pakistan yeah. has one, India has one, and like they're Israel, not. UK. Supposedly, Israel France, has one. They have, 100%. Yeah, but Israel's the only place that is insane. Yeah. You know. Yeah, UK, France, but they just, yeah. Sweden had a nuclear bomb program. Did it? Yeah. Uh, and we abandoned it, I think, in the 50s or something like okay. that. Okay. Uh, but there's still the, under Stockholm, you can go to the nuclear production museum or something like that. Nice. There's huge bunkers, tunnels under. Cool. Sweden probably has one then, doesn't it? No. Probably. No. I think the... You don't know that, though, do you? Well, we don't need one. We have a big brother US to protect us. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. NATO? I think if, if whoever, say, mm. Russia, fired a nuclear missile at Sweden... Yep. Who's firing a nuclear missile at Russia? Uh, US isn't firing a nuclear missile at Russia. Germany? <laughs> no, I don't think... Uh, just Russia hypothetically. Would, yeah. No, I'm not saying they would, but I'm just I don't saying think they would nuke us out of that it's not a geopolitical idea. It's better for them to just take Mate, mate, I'm not saying yeah. oh this is likely to happen. I'm just yeah. saying if it did happen, the US is not gonna nuke Russia. Maybe. It's not. The only way the US is nuking Russia is if Russia tries to nuke the US. Well, so it doesn't matter what sort of agreements they got in place, because they know the second that they do that to Russia, Russia's gonna retaliate. Yes. So the whole—that's why nobody's using them because mm. it's mutual but destruction. What I'm saying is, though, Russia could fire one at, say, Belarus, and no. ain't nobody firing one at Russia. Yeah, so they're going to get sanctions. Yes, but so much so that they will become the new North Korea. Yeah, probably, but I'm just. Yes, yeah, so it's not worth the price. What, what's happening there? Like, say, hypothetically, Russia fires a nuke at Stockholm. Yeah. What happens? Stockholm gets hit hard. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, the whole community of nations turn against Russia harder but, than they ever been. But in what sense? Like they're not going to invade Russia. No, but like, what happens? Sanctions. Um, you can deny them metals. You can deny them all sanctions. But I mean, there's not a war. Is what I'm saying. Is there? Maybe. No. Yeah, maybe. Right. We might we might like push for re regime change, stop the person yeah. who pushed the button. You kicked out of all the sure G nine or whatever. But would they though? Because you need unanimous for that. Don't matter. They will rewrite the laws if they need to. Yeah, unless China says not. Yeah, that's a 
Yeah. You know? What does happen though? Like, just spitballing here. Mm-hmm. What does happen? I don't know. Against Sweden. Sweden is like, well connected. That, that, uh, they, they absolutely are. Yeah. But they're not a world power. No. But okay, so for instance, all the um, European gas lines would be shut off right away. They wouldn't buy a single ton of gas from Russia. Russia, again. yeah, yeah. Except for some countries would. Eastern Europe cannot function without them make other arrangements but that takes a long time yeah but then the russia have to respond because they will get cut off so hard that they have to do something but they get cut off so hard from some places not everywhere maybe not china maybe Maybe not china maybe not uh, a lot of asia Mm. middle east eastern europe places i don't know I, I don't know, but it's really hard to predict because mm. it's um, so many codependent things. Yeah, sure. To, but what I'm saying is, might lead to war. I does it? Does it lead to war? I don't maybe. Yeah, because so many of the countries that go against it that they have to do some kind of heavy concessions, and Russia can't mm. because of the way they're built. So no. So and then, but you they, can't go to war with Russia. They have nukes. What are you gonna do? Well, depends. You can... There's so many different ways. You can yeah. nuke uh, the person who pressed the button mm. and then hope that you can Say, stop or block their yeah. nukes somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, or you just snipe people and just go cold. Mm. It does happen. Like, I, I could imagine a scenario, say, Russia nuked London. Mm-hmm. I think Russia would be fucked. Why? Well, because it's economic center for so many places. I think the US would have to do something. But Sweden? Mm, I don't know. Depends. Is Trump in charge? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Sorry. Anyway. So this week we were going to talk about um, our top 100 fantasy books of all time. What we consider the top 100 fantasy books of all time. I'm not saying we're actually going to nominate any this week. No, no, yeah. But we should come up with parameters for how we judge. Yes. It uh, should be published since 1900. Yep. Not older than that. Yeah. Um, should have made a mark on the genre, like influenced it in some way. Yep. Um, I, th- I think we can both agree 1900s, that's it. That's the cutoff. Yeah. Because I think before that, yeah. you're almost looking at historical texts. Yeah. Because then, what? The Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that was one of the problems with the time one. Mm. Like, some of their texts, you were like, Ara- like Arabian Nights. Yeah. It's like, fine. But if you include that, then you've opened a whole kettle of worms. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I agree. So. Uh, yeah. 1900s. Um, influence on the genre. Mm-hmm. and most memorable well here's a couple of mm. things i have so number one the story told what do you mean well like is it a good story yeah, yeah of course is it a good book yeah no. is it a good book yeah. I, I think it's number one yeah. like is it a good book yeah you know well, uh, it's hard like mm. some of those books who influence the genre nowadays i wouldn't consider them the best but, books yeah. So impact. Yep. Which you said. Yep. Uh, characterization. Okay. I the characters within the book have do they still live with us? Yeah. Uh, peer review. I how do other authors 
look upon these books. Okay. Hmm? Which I, I think is important. Yeah. Because when I say, is it a good book? Is an author a better judge? Well, you think so, because well, through the years, yeah. I, if you look at authors and go, every author's had it, where's your inspiration? Yeah. You know, then they're going to say, Tolkien, this book, or this book, like Stan Nichol, David Gemmell. Yeah. You know. it was It's kind of funny, like, uh, in the 90s, All the books said Elric and uh, Conan, yeah. basically. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah. But I think that's a good thing. Uh, readability. Mm -hmm. I Can you read it? Yeah. Uh, emotional impact. Okay. Because like, some books do resonate with you. And yeah. has it filtered into the mainstream? Well, that's lately. Lately, but also other books. Like you could say... It's it's more sci-fi, but like uh, William Burroughs finally is in mainstream because, you know, they Star Wars mm. takes a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, the bloody Martian one. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it has filtered in. Yeah. So you could say that. Now, recently you could say, you know, um, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. You know, his books have started, have, they almost jump-started that again. Yeah. Whereas he had... Uh, Lord of the Rings, and then it kind of dipped a wee bit, and then George R. R. Martin yeah. sort of jump-started again, so that thing. Okay. Um, no series. I think we got to go single books. Yeah. Uh, yeah, only one book. It doesn't or have to be the first book. Does it? But or could we say a series? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, then this book represent that series, right? Right, okay, okay. That book represents that series. Yeah. But then how... So then do you, you define pick, that? You pick the first, uh, either the first or that book that you like the most, but then you have to motivate, right? Because the problem with that then is, um, so you got Terry Pratchett. Mm -hmm. The Discworld, it's all part of one series. Yeah. But it's not really. Like, there's like there's trilogies within yeah. that series. So do you go within the trilogy or do you go within the series? Is uh, my problem. Uh, just pick a book you like and say, <laughs> this is a representative for that series. Okay. Yeah. But like Lord of the Rings, you could just go book Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, done. Okay, and then Joe Abercrombie, you could go the first, first trilogy. Book. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because you, you would never read just the first book. No, 100%. <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. Okay. 100 is a lot of books, though. It is, but I, I thought we could run this on... 20, 20, 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we nominate... So, 100, 280. Next book, next podcast. I think, I don't think we could. I think we just need to get a hundred together yeah. and then go, right, we have a hundred. This is our list. And then we go, this should be here. This should be here. Okay. This should be here. Because there'll be fighting. Yeah. Yeah. hundred books. It's going to be, you gave me homework. I, I haven't given you homework. <laughs> just, can I even name a hundred? <laughs> have I read a hundred books in my life? Uh, maybe. Yeah. There's, there's books on there which, you know, I dare say we'd nominate that we haven't read. But we just know because it, it touches too many, yeah. you know. Like if we'd never read, say, for instance, Lord of the Rings, yeah. you would know. Yeah. It has to be there. Yeah. You know. Uh, you spoiled the list. Uh, <laughs> and you know Legend's going to be top 10. So. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I, no. That's bullshit, mate. <laughs> Maybe 50? Peer review. Peer review. Uh -huh. It's influenced a lot of writers. Legend, David Gemmell. Has influenced a lot more writers than you think. Yeah, but not as many as Elric or Fritz Lieber or Tolkien. Really? Or not Tolkien? Like ah, yeah. Jesus, Tolkien. Every fucking fantasy writer goes, yeah. "Oh, Tolkien." Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But 
Fritz Lieber? Yeah, I, I think you'll be surprised, but I think you'll be surprised, especially that sort of um, towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. The amount of young writers who reference, I, I, I think you'll be surprised. It's only because there was more fancy writers when he died than when Fritz Lieber died. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> what What are your thoughts so far? What books, like hmm? from your personal collection, not ones that uh, say like Lord of the Rings or yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that, from your personal hmm? that are maybe outside the box that you would throw in there? I don't know. I have to think about it. Okay. Um, it's off the top of your head. Like when you say 100 best, what's what sort of pops up? All the ones that we mentioned before today. Yeah. Um, um, there's nothing crazy. If it's good, it's good. Mm. That's. Uh, my question is, where's Dragonlance on it? Oh, that's, that's, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You'd have to put something in Dragonlance in there, I think. Yeah. Like it's a whole genre almost. Basically. Yeah. In a, it wasn't a heyday of fantasy when it mm. came out, so it still managed to get some traction. Because mm. yeah, there's no single book in that which is worthy of being in the, say, the top fifty no. fantasy books of all time. Like, there's no way you can make an argument like for that, that. First trilogy is okay, but you could. There's an argument for that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a series or a book? Should we do two lists and just do like top thirty? Yeah. Top 30. We start with top 30 and then we maybe add to it. And see while we do it if we want to add more. And then we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then is it I think serious? top 30 is top 50. Top 50. Mm-hmm. But then are, are we just doing single books or are we doing series? Series. But both. Yeah, both. Yeah. Interchangeable. Yeah, because it's pointless to do... If it's a trilogy, it's that trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So like, keep going back to fucking Lord of the Rings. But like Lord of the Rings it's- is a trilogy... Because then, fine, the last book, fine. <laughs> yeah. And are we doing one per author? Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I because think. I, there is some authors that have written uh, several series that could qualify because mm. they're good enough. But no, one per author. Okay, one per author. In that case, Hobbit or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Oh, Jesus. See, I'd say Hobbit. I don't think it was that good. I, I did not like. You said a lot of ridiculous statements, <laughs> right now, man. I, I um, you, you're yeah. frankly embarrassing yourself. Like, okay, so I read Lord of the Rings, yeah. then I read The Hobbit, then I read Silmarillion, and right. I went, "Ooh, I love this. I uh, kind of like this, and I hate this." Okay, I read The Hobbit when I was quite young, yeah, and then a little bit later I le- read The uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah, and then I read The Hobbit again. Okay, Hobbit's a better book. Mm-hmm. Did you read Silmarillion? I don't think so. I I find Tolkien a bit boring. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's similar in similar alone. Yeah. Great names. Well exactly. done, buddy. <laughs> um, that's one of the ones that his son wrote. Don't know, but it, it's more about the. Because J.R. Tolkien didn't write a lot of books. He wrote notes on the world. Yeah. And then his son did most of the writing. Chris is it Chris Tolkien? I think. No. I think that's right. I'm making that up. I'm but I'm pretty sure. To know these He's dead now, though, isn't he? Chris. I don't know. He died recently. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has some amazing interviews with him. Oh, yeah. Just the people that he met because of his dad. Yeah, of there course. Was a, yeah. Cool. There was like a 
reading circle that he was part of, which mm-hmm. is just like a who's who of British. Uh, thing. Apparently, Roald Dahl was a really bad bloke. Why? Um, I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, but like racist, maybe, or just a bad person. Hmm. Well, we're we're leaving politics out of this, though, right? Yeah. If it's a good book, it's a good book. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about politics. It's it's kind of those um, Mein Kampf. Does that get in, or <laughs> were we? Yeah. <laughs> Last hundred it, years. Yeah. It's um. Well, it was well written. Had a if bit of cultural not, cultural impact. Yeah. All right. If it's not blatantly a propaganda piece. Yeah. I don't care. The the art art can stand by itself, kind of. Sure. So. Do I love uh, Michael Jackson's legacy? No. Is the music still good? Yes. Is it tarnished by his legacy? Yes. Can but I still listen to the music? Yes. Is that because he was never actually found guilty? Maybe. I, d- I judge R. Kelly harsher. Yeah. Also because he did, to my knowledge, due to court cases, yeah. worse things. Yeah. But uh, what, what do you think? think Michael Jackson's music still gets played if he was found guilty of uh, touching yeah. kids you would hope not half the uh, British artists have been convicted Is of that, um, things do you know Gary Glitter yeah right so Gary Glitter you do not hear Gary Glitter music anymore that's cool that's right. convicted pedophile yeah and like horrible bloke yeah but he was the guy who snuck into mental hospitals no no that's um he, he wasn't a singer that was a uh, the really horrible guy. Yeah, um, no, 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 but it was also a British guy. God, thank God I've forgotten his name. Yeah. But no, it's totally different. Gary Glitter was like, um, he wrote like pop tunes. Okay. And like, if you went to a party, like mm. in the 90s, mm. you always, I can't remember the names now, you always heard Gary Glitter. Okay. Like you always heard the music and like everybody would go, ah, this is a great song. Mm. And then he was done for pedophilia and like yeah. horrific yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, then, then you should be... But then if Michael Jackson, like I, he was huge. Yeah. Like obviously, people would still love him, but mainstream, if he had been convicted, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Are you listening to his just, music? Uh, I don't know, but maybe the, the you don't know uh, less. Um, I don't know the, the um, he seems to me, mm. but this is because we don't have court cases, right? Yeah. I don't know. Seems to me to be more of a victim who's trying to behave like he's. Victim, right? right, but how much yeah. of that is just that Michael Jackson was incredibly rich and he had a huge PR machine behind him? Maybe, but uh, like if you read the life story of him, like he clearly had some hard times growing up. Don't disagree. Whereas, for instance, R. Kelly, I don't know if he had some hard times, but he's behaving more like mm. a predator. Yeah, and then I judged him way harder. Yeah, but then. But I don't know. Like we don't know. If Michael Jackson did the bad things, yeah. he behaved like a predator. Maybe. He invited kids for sleepovers and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. You know, I I think yeah. Michael Jackson is there was a, a lot of money yeah. um, set to be lost if he was ever found guilty. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, and a huge PR machine behind it. Uh, so. This is the thing, yeah, court cases. It's um, without more testimony. Like you have people who... who um, you had a lot of people who were bought off. Yeah. There was but a lot of settlements. Bought off and then went there again. Yeah. Why would you do that? A lot of money. A lot of parents. Yeah. You know. Ugh. 
I don't like this topic. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. Michael Jackson's music's good. If he gets convicted of pedophilia... Yeah, it would be definitely a tarnished. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, you have Gary Glitter, reprehensible. Like, yeah. I think he was killed in Thailand for his actions. Do you Allen movies? I don't, know. Hmm, I mean, either. I, w- yeah. I even made a point. I wanted to watch one, but I refused to pay for it. To be fair, I've never liked Woody Allen movies. Uh, okay. But, uh, no, I, I wouldn't. Woody Allen's a reprehensible guy. Yeah. But he was never convicted. No. And I, I just think with Michael Jackson, there's just so much money. Well, and his music's money. very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's a very... That's the sad part about it. It's like the grey. Yeah. It's just grey. Everything's grey and mucky. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't seem bad what he did, but it, it was like, you know, that kind of way. Also, but then you have Brian Singer and his movies. Yeah, I, I don't know the details of all the yeah. stories, so it's kind of hard to judge them differently. Oh, or like, mm. also there's a, this new wave with the... Um, th- there's layers to everything, right? Yeah. So there's... Uh, 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 Mental abuse, sexual abuse. There's uh, the uh, position of power abuse. Mm. And stuff. Uh, there's so many different layers, and they're not created equal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, for instance, Louis C.K. Like he, what he did is reprehen- reprehensible. But, but it wasn't that was an, bad, though, was it? Louis he C.K. Was, he was flinging his dick around and talking dirty to a person was, meters away uh, in the same room. Excuse me. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's not a good place to be if you're that woman. I 100% agree. But it, you have the possibility to leave. <laughs> right? He was masturbating in front of women. Yes. That was his thing. Yeah, that was his thing. Right? And sure, there's up and coming comedians or whatever mm-hmm. who is in a position of power. Yeah. But then you also get female comedians who he did it in front of who are like, uh, yeah. you know, fine. <laughs> like, yeah. fine. This is a silly fool. Like, yeah. Uh, but, and then you compare that with. R. Kelly, who has peed on 14-year-olds and yeah. uh, uh, is in... Uh, one mother is complaining that her daughter has been ki- kidnapped for yeah. like six months or whatever and starved. And uh, it's like, it's so many... But you can get uh, judged harder, even though the crime is lesser, Yeah, due to circumstance. Sure, sure. And that's not fair. It should be... This is what happens if you do this. This is what you have to do this. This is the court of law. This is the rules. Yeah. But it's just, not that easy. Don't do bad stuff. Yeah, that would be the easy yeah. one. But yeah, you don't live in that Dick world. Dick pants. <laughs> underage is underage. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of 70s and 80s rock stars who are horrified of the risk because they were popular and touring and having sex with groupies just as that um, law switched yeah. over a little bit to become more valued in society and the age also went up a little bit for a lot of countries. So I think Sweden had 16-year-old limit a long time and then mm. it, it turned to 18. So Is it not 16 here? It's 16 legally if both agree, I think. Okay. But Isn't it always eight? if both agree? Yeah. I know, <laughs> it's called then rape. Now it's, dif- now it's different because... At 16, you can make your own choice. Yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's something like It's nuances. Uh, but now it's 18, I think. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But it's um, uh, and I think France had like fourteen. Uh, it's different for all French. countries. But if you're yeah. a rock star in the seventies, eighties, yeah, and you had sex with groupies, and you didn't check always, yeah, you're fucked now. Yeah, and if somebody start bringing that up now, and how do you prove? And Dennis Ward against yeah. their careers is going down the drain. Yeah. So um, it's um. As we should and are doing now, we are giving it more credence and it's becoming like an up and coming rock star would never do those things now, right? They yeah, you would make hope sure that, that yeah. I.E.s everybody. Yeah. Sign this piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My lawyer talks to you first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, but they didn't have that then. So it's good that this momentum is coming. It will drive change. Yeah. Should have happened sooner, probably. <laughs> yeah okay so what we're saying is if it's a good book it's a good book exactly excellent and right. bring your lawyer <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we're gonna argue lawyer. about which book is the best oh yeah what's number one i'm thinking maybe the third lord of the ring books <laughs> <laughs> no uh, what is number one? Oh god does it have to be tolkien no off the top of your head what's number one well, it depends on how you value. Like, it's just mm. like with the Goodreads star system. We're going to yeah. disagree a lot on how... So maybe the book that spoke to me the most. Yeah, sure. The... I think number one, just for being the best written mm-hmm. and just the best written. Mm-hmm. Number one Name for me. No. Right now, <laughs> yeah. before we give any more thought, Tigana. Okay, yeah. I can see Just that. for being beautiful. Mm-hmm. That number one for me right now... Mm-hmm. And that's without considering all impact and all this shit, because I don't think it holds up yeah. that way for me to Ghana. Okay. Guy Gavri, okay. Mm-hmm. Just right now. It's generally in top lists always. Yeah. So. Right now, yeah. Right. You? My mind's going to change on that yeah, 100%, same. especially when you consider... I'm thinking... New book, Name of the Wind, old book. Uh, Name of the Wind, yeah? Yeah, but only the first book. Yeah, okay, I could see that. Um, it's definitely top 10 for yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, for that, I don't know, probably something that made me, maybe the first, the Empire Daughter series. Okay. Uh, because it really spoke to me, uh, mm. and I... We'll always remember those books fondly. Mm. I think five of our top ten will probably be very similar. Mm. And then the other five won't. No. No. I think a lot of like a lot of books, they gotta be because they gotta be. Yeah. And like they're there for a reason. Yeah. I, I, we keep talking about Tolkien, it's just it's impossible to talk about fantasy without Tolkien. And Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit yeah. is top ten. You can't get away from it. Not the Hobbit. Not even close. Mate. <laughs> all right anyway one of them as i as what yeah. i said like there's an argument there but one of them has to be yeah yeah conan series and I, I never really got into them i tried to read i probably read yeah the couple but uh i did not like the hero mm. uh, it's i never role played uh, in uh, dungeons and dragons as a barbarian i never play computer mm. games as a barbarian it's just not but just like it would almost have to be. Maybe not top 10, but like top 20. It would have to be. On just lists. when you consider not this. top 20, but like under top 100, 
as an influential, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think what we need to do mm-hmm. is go th- go through like um, what our criteria is, yeah. assign it a numerical value. Okay. And then look at the books and go, okay, that's got that, that's got that sort of score. Yeah, and then yeah. we score it. And then I, th- I think we'd have to do it that way, wouldn't we? Maybe. Like we go like, these are the top 10. Yeah. We hash it out, top 10. Mm. Now we go through and we score them on these different criteria. Yeah. And then what we get to. Okay. And then because it almost takes a bit of the, you know. City and the City. Have you read it? The what? Ah, oh, you haven't read China Melvin. Hmm. It's probably also, but it's, is it fantasy? <laughs> I think if you've got to ask yourself that question, it doesn't get on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in the fantasy genre. Yeah. And can, can we state right now, mm-hmm. no young adult. This is, this is a grown-up list. Uh, there's a couple of books. Like what? Um, Last hundred years. You could argue that some of those Dungeons Dragons books like are kind of young adult. But the, the thing with that is, and we've already said this, not w- one single book in that would mm-hmm. be in the top hundred. No, but whereas the series, yeah, series, the series, okay. and then yeah, okay, yeah, there's no no young adult fantasy book, is yeah. It? Like uh, *Lion the Witch and Wardrobe* is before the 1900s. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Isn't it? No, no, the it's turn of the century. In... But that's young adult. Yeah. Yeah. So no. What? Uh, no young adult. Like, uh, let's make that decision right now. But where do I put the... Um, yeah, Philip Pullman doesn't get in. Because for my money, that's steampunk sci-fi. It's not fantasy. You can go fuck off of that. <laughs> Besides, I, I don't really like that. I don't like steampunk, so it's fine. Yeah, Philip Pullman, though, it's not fantasy. I, uh, but that's not written as a young adult fantasy. It's but just it written is. by a young guy. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe. Isn't it? I don't know. Also, I, I wouldn't put it there. Splitting hairs. It's not a good book. No, I agree. It's not, but it but was entertaining to read. Maybe it scores on the other Harry things. Potter. Oh, yeah, it's fantasy. It's not young adult. Well, initially it is, <laughs> but then the later books. <laughs> you can go, oh, but he's a teenager later on. They do get more grown up. Yeah. Well, that so, cross boundaries. Yeah, but I nominate the first book. The first book, but you wouldn't though because it's not the best book. <laughs> Maybe I think Prisoner it's... of Azkaban's the best book. Ugh, I don't remember. Well, then you can't argue, <laughs> man. If you can't come up with uh, cognitive like arguments, Sarah J. Mass. That's my favorite book. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But should we leave it there for yeah, now? Done. We'll come back, and what we're we doing. Our first 10 each, yeah? Yep. Next week, our next podcast. Yeah. Our first 10 each. I think each. we need to make more. So I probably will make a list of 30. And yeah. then I'll only mention the first 10 or so. That's fine. I'll make a list of 30. You make yeah. a list of 30. We'll hash it out. Yep. And we'll try and get our f- top 20-ish. Yeah, yeah. But have a think. And mm-hmm. um, by next week, we'll come back with a criteria, say five criteria okay. that we scored on. Yeah. Yeah? No. All right. Good. Uh, felt like a decent podcast. At least Way too many tangents, I think. Twenty percent of it was about fantasy literature. That's how much? That must be a record. I know. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. You can find us at tangentaldiatribe at gmail.com. Do send us an email. Uh, just so it doesn't feel like we're shouting in the dark. You know what I mean? But we're a shining light in the dark. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> but all right. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, tangential dry tribe at gmail.com. Tangential without an I. It's a legitimate spelling. It's not just because that was the only domain I could find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so find it, send us an email. Uh, I've been Roland V. Thanks for listening. With me as always. Leif, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, thanks, Moses, for the theme music. Um, we'll be back. And Ronan promises to answer every email. I do. Maybe. Unless <laughs> it's racially charged. Okay. okay. Yeah. I won't. Anyway, thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.